0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. Craig here. Thanks for tuning in. So what you're about to listen to is our full spoiler breakdown of Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is the second time we've kind of tackled the movie in a spoiler fashion. We had our initial first reactions after New York Comic Con, which we posted last week. And now we have a more um, thought out thorough breakdown, about an hour, 20 minutes, hour and a half uh, with Jacob. Abigail and myself Um, we've all seen the movie four times now so I think we're at the point where we're starting to actually process what's happening on the screen thinking about the plot thinking about the characters and really starting to be able to dig in in a meaningful way so I think you're going to enjoy it we had a lot of fun we did this one live on YouTube Um, thanks to everybody who tuned into that if you didn't you can listen to it now It's also uh, streaming on the YouTube page. If you would rather look at us, than listen to us. Uh, But yeah, and then we've got more Ghostbusters Afterlife roundtables coming up this week. We're going to tackle this movie and hit it from every angle possible. There's just so much to unpack after 30 years of waiting. uh, You can't really do it all in one sitting. So more to come. And then on Thanksgiving Day, we're going to have our uh, interview with Jason Reitman, which we did the morning of the premiere out in new york uh and jason was just so generous with his time and uh so forthcoming with with talking about the movie getting into spoilers and kind of getting into the dirt a little bit uh it's just been a really cool experience it's it's uh not always been an easy time being a ghostbusters fan we want this franchise to be successful and go on forever and um we're just really happy, man. There's just no other way to put it. Um, we're we're excited and we're we're pumped about the future, and uh, just the YHS community has really stepped up in a big way and shown their support for for what we do. And it's just really been meaningful. It's meant a lot, and it wasn't always easy. The last two years, going through this pandemic, trying to kind of fight through some really tough times, you know, we all deal with various levels of mental health issues and, and, you know, real life struggles. So to be able to have some escapism, do the podcast every week, do toy anxiety, uh, it's been great. And, and it finally feels like, you know, things are, they're moving along and the movie's out and people are loving it. Uh, did 40, you know, what, 44 million domestic, this weekend, opening weekend, which was, you know, outdid all people's expectations. And Happy's uh, giving me a look. I don't know what the look is. What are you doing? I'm just recording the intro to the podcast.
1: Oh, no, everything's great. I'm just emotional about
0: Ghostbusters. Everybody's emotional. Everybody's emotional about Ghostbusters. So, um, yeah, that's going to be coming up right now. The full roundtable review. Uh, now, I will say we're going to be getting into some spoiler territory. Big time. So if you've not seen the movie, do not listen. Go experience the movie uh, and, and let it all unfold the way it's supposed to. Uh, but I have a feeling if you're a listener to YHS, uh you've probably seen the movie multiple times by now. So we really don't have to worry about that. And before we get started, I do want to talk about Manscaped. Now, I'm not lying to you guys. I've been using the product. I'm really into what they sent us, the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, you hear about Manscaped on a lot of podcasts. I'm not trying to uh, pull one over on anybody. We partnered up with Manscaped. They sent us, you know, myself, Ryan, and Jake all got the Lawnmower 4.0 and uh, put it to you know to good use. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I feel smooth. I feel ready to roll. And we've been appreciating you guys going to manscaped.com and using promo code YHSpodcast for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. But we've got some news for you this week. The Black Friday sale, they're upping the ante. Manscaped site-wide, 25% off the entire site and free worldwide shipping. Listen, if you're a guy, you need a razor. You need an electric razor. You got to take... This. Listen, it's the 90s, okay? It's not, but let's say it is. It's the 90s, and it, there's no stigma against you know keeping clean uh, downstairs anymore. Uh, take it from me. Take it from a Ghostbuster. Especially if you're in Oklahoma, it's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. You just don't want to deal with that stuff uh, because that's where Ghostbusters takes place now. We've left the big city. We are now in the Midwest and we've got Manscaped. So if you've been using the code YHS podcast, we appreciate it. But this week we got the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday sale coming up 25% off site wide and free worldwide shipping and that lawnmower 4.0 is awesome. It has wireless charging, and uh, you can customize your trim. There's additional guard lengths, uh, four different sizes, and it's a really great electric razor. I used it, and it was safe. There was no cuts. Uh, I I was thankful. I escaped the uh, the bathroom area with, uh, you know, no uh, no trips to the hospital, no bandages or anything like that. So. Check it out, manscaped.com, 25% off site-wide and free worldwide shipping for Black Friday. Okay, let's get into it, guys. The Ghostbusters Afterlife, full spoiler review. We appreciate everybody at YHS supporting the brand. And mostly we do this because we love Ghostbusters. We're supporting Ghostbusters. We're supporting Ghostcore, supporting Sony franchises back in a big way let's go and talk about ghostbusters afterlife hello everybody welcome to yes Have some podcast we're partying this is
1: now a dance party
0: I wish Dan Aykroyd was here singing and (laughs) dancing. Doesn't it feel like this? When I first heard the song in the movie, I was like, oh, give me, give me Aykroyd right now.
1: (laughs) Legit. And this song rolls, and it's totally like that, the movie's like first moment to kind of like, show you what its vibe is all about. And it's like...
0: It's a good vibe. Yes. It's a good vibe. It's a good soundtrack. Hello, everybody. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome. We're doing this live. We figured we're, we have a whole week of content coming up, but we got to do the, the core three of YHS. We, we've been to New York Comic Con. We've been to the world premiere of Ghostbusters Afterlife. We've all seen the movie. A couple times. Multiple times. <laughs> and it Four is times. time. In this build up, this 30-year wait, and then this two-year delay. Mm-hmm. I am feeling great. I finally feel like I'm caught up on sleep. So let's get started. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome to the show. Jacob Walsh joining us in the What's toy up?
2: room. What's up, man? Yeah, How are you? I, I got some weekly pickups this week. I show off my. No, room. no, 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 no. Oh. That was the wrong show, sir. I'm confused. I'm legit
1: sitting next to a Christmas tree full of toys. That are waiting to be showed off. Abby's right been now.
0: Abby's been taking toys just from around the house that we just
2: have and putting them under the tree. It's kinda of <laughs> You Abby, I, I saw you posted your kid story. Kid yeah. You posted I saw you posted a story on your birthday yesterday about you know, some presents and stuff. And I was like, that's Craig's Sentinel that he's had for weeks.
1: Oh, dude. I, <laughs> I was know. Like, he's just
2: going for it. <laughs> Listen, we can talk all about
1: shared. it. We can talk about it.
2: We could talk about it all
0: day. We could. But that's not why we're but, here. Yeah,
1: we're that toys are for toy anxiety.
0: We're here to get into the business. But Abigail, how yeah. are you doing?
1: I'm great. And I want to thank everyone for their birthday wishes and kindness yesterday. Um, I almost I literally did forget that it was my birthday coming yeah. up after all that we'd done. Over the past week, it was like, oh, "Well, what a
0: what a nice gift for yeah. for the fine people at Sony Pictures to give you Ghostbusters yes. Afterlife on your birthday weekend." <laughs> well, honestly, just
1: gave I, you a I whole kinda, movie. Thanks for <laughs> the whole. I know someone did message me that and say like, "Hey, I think you've already had all your presents," and I was like, "Yeah," um, but honestly, having our our party, there's a cat crawling up on me at Barcade was. Sort of like I, I already got everything already I wanted. Everyone's saying happy birthday to me. So thank and we've you. been we've been kind of trying to uh,
0: to break this into pieces, right? We we talked about New York. We talked about the world premiere, and now it's finally time. You know, we did a a, a first gut reactions after New York Comic Con for Ghostbusters Afterlife. We put it on the podcast feed this week. Mm-hmm. Later on this week, Thanksgiving morning, we are dropping our exclusive interview with Jason Reitman. I don't know if you guys know this. His dad, Ivan, directed the first two Ghostbusters Jason movies. Jason Reitman. Now, is that joke getting old to anybody? Because I like saying
1: it. I like it. Well, I mean, yeah. So but Jason, just, just keep going. Just I keep think Jake going. doesn't like it. Okay. Um. But we're
0: finally here to break down Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, here we go. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you have not seen this movie, just stop watching this, or you're about to get spoiled. But I think every person I know has seen it at least twice. Jake, do you know anybody who has not seen this movie that considers himself a Ghostbusters fan?
2: Uh, uh, you know those people in Australia. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not their fault.
0: <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna yeah.
2: do it. We're gonna bring it to Australia. We're gonna go to the outback <laughs> and we're gonna get some uh-huh. No, I think uh. everybody's. I feel like everybody jumped on it immediately. Yeah, I've I've seen multiple people say like, "Hey, I'm going in for my fourth time." And yeah, I think I, every, you know. I think we've all seen it. That's,
1: now, yeah, it's one of those.
0: It's one of those and. I'm trying to keep uh, kind of this measured attitude about objectively watching this movie, and I'm trying to uh, look at it as a fan, look at it with a critical eye, uh, and just try to take it all in because we we know what it's like to watch a Ghostbusters movie, be really hyped about it, and caught up in the excitement, and then maybe cool down on it over time. So, what do you mean? I really the um, cool um, the cool of it. We don't need to cool on it.
1: Yeah, we don't even need to.
0: But what I'm saying is, by the way, hi chat. We're going to be interacting with you guys. Yeah.
1: Later. What's up, chat? And happy birthday to everyone else who had a birthday. Yeah. This for week sure. For also. sure.
0: Absolutely. We um, you. But I just want to say, I just want to not bury the lead. I, I love this movie so so much. I, it is it is special in a way that I cannot really put into words, but I'm going to try to tonight. I find it to be funny, charming, emotionally just devastating at times, Mm -hmm. uh, but also really positive and really, um, I think it's the kind of movie that you could be in the worst mood and you put this on and it's gonna you're gonna get something really special and positive out of it that's that's kind of my takeaway right off the bat we're gonna get into all the easter eggs we're gonna get into the the you know what this means for the future of the franchise yeah. And we're gonna break it down but i just want to say i adore this movie after four viewings, I, w- I wish I was watching it right now instead of talking about it. But we yeah, have to talk I about it I actually have a top
1: five list of reasons I'd rather <clears throat> be watching Ghostbusters Afterlife okay, than doing were... this right now.
0: <laughs> wow. Do you want to... Yeah, we'll, what, before you that, out. we'll slow
1: it? roll it if I you want. want. Okay. I want to
0: get to Jake. Yeah. I want to kind of hear, you know, Jake, you've seen it four times. You saw it. Yeah. New York Comic Con and the premiere were these insane experiences. You've now taken it in, in like a regular theater experience. How are you feeling?
2: I'm not feeling good, man. I mean, I'm feeling good about the movie, but I'm not feeling good just mentally. And uh, it's it, like you—you you said the word devastating, and like that's a hundred percent what it is. We—we've yeah. said it a million times on this show, especially after the first trailer came out, that it's really like we're getting the version of Ghostbusters that's like the least likely scenario, and that is what we got. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. In it, but it's like all in the best ways, and uh, right, I'm really surprised about some of the things that we got in the film, even like as deep into it as we are, and knowing as much as you know we know about Ghostbusters, there were still like I was still shocked immediately when the movie started. So, right, yes. oh, yeah, yeah, but I loved it, yeah. We got a
0: super chat, I just want to acknowledge okay. real quick, Undertaker Rob. Uh, or Undertaker Bob. Mm-hmm. I actually have never read his name. Rob Sosby says, I never <laughs> catch the live stream, but love you guys. And you all kept me hyped and positive for weeks. Also, happy B-Day, Abby. That's very nice Dude, of you. Yeah, thank you, thank thank you, thank you so much.
1: Sir. And thanks for all the the cool uh, T-shirts over the years. Um, yeah. Abby, thoughts? I was going to say, speaking of, because Jake just mentioned like the shock that sort of takes you over and takes over um, in the first five or 10 minutes, it's immediately something heavy to process, which... I love more than anything because I like to cry and then laugh in like true James Gunn fashion when it comes to um, the opening of the movie. It reminded me of Guardians Volume 1 with uh, like the death of someone, not just anyone, like a someone that's a big main character. Say
0: and it. We're, we're spoiling this shit. Egon. The death
1: of Egon Spangler, and it's been debated. I don't know if we'll go over it now. We're doing it right we're now. We're doing it.
0: There's no holding it's back. It's
1: fucking heavy, self-sacrificial, uh, like true to the character of Egon Spangler to, to the point where he is, like, doesn't really socially function like normal people, so he doesn't explain any of this. And he maybe tries, and you find that out through the movie, but you see the heaviest shit go down. You see his, his life be taken and him willingly giving it up. And you find out later why he's doing it. Um, but just that heavy toll grounds the movie, like an anchor in the very beginning. You're like, this is serious shit. This is not going to be, this is going to be, who knows what it's going to be. is right. sort of what happens to you. And well, that
0: well, I, I want to really break this down. That opening scene. Um, it is shocking. We've never seen a scene like that in a Ghostbusters movie. It is a high octane Spielberg Spielbergian. Is that a word? Uh, it's lit like a, like a like an Amblin movie. Uh, you know what? It reminds me of ET at times, where you got kind of the shadowed car with the bright headlights. One hundred
1: percent, especially some of the stuff later on, like in the. Uh, temple scenes looks, yep. it looks like the et ride before you go up into like above <laughs> i'm sure that's what jason right was going for <laughs> dude
0: we yeah. want this to look like et the ride it's
1: a good ass ride um, there's multiple spielberg-esque moments where you're like oh this is right specifically like well
0: there was an interview today and I, I forget the name of the podcast um just kidding i know what it is but i refuse to plug another podcast no i'm just kidding i really don't know what it what it is it was great <laughs> it was a great interview with
1: mystical tales of the unknown universe <laughs>
0: You host MTTW. W. Uh, anyways, uh, by the way, we're officially changing the name of Yes. I have some mystical tales. The unknown universe, episode <laughs> one, right here.
1: Um,
0: Jake, that opening scene—we've yeah. <clears throat> talked about it. But I want to kind of get your thoughts. See, you know, we know Egon. We, you—if you're a fan, you know what's happening, right? You knew it was Egon immediately. He's in the car. They have these quick cuts. You see his face, kind of blurred, kind of shadowed. Mm-hmm. He's running from something there's been a lot of discussion about this scene and I kind of want to break it down because I think this is a point of discussion for years to come. He flips his car and crashes and I at first I was like, oh my god, did is that t- how Egon That's died? That's it. Like, That's car crash. Cool. It seems kind of brutal, but he gets yeah. out he, 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 he let's face it, Egon in this movie, the portrayal of him is not that, there's some Luke Skywalker last Jedi vibes. This is kind of a different version of Egon. Mm-hmm. He's older he's maybe a little out there but he's obsessed for a reason he waits on the porch we later find out that there's all these traps buried in the in the dirt
1: it's ominous like Um, you feel
0: it doesn't go well he doesn't activate the trap he's got one terror dog in the trap he buries it or he puts it in the floorboard and he sits on the chair and waits we see the death of egon spangler jake there has been a debate on yeah the cause of death was it a heart attack did he was he just killed by the terror dog did he some there are people who think that egon took his own life as a way to you know prevent being possessed by the terror dog and therefore um i'm
1: I'm one of those you so you you're on that yeah well phoebe makes a speech like when they're i think it's when they're down in the uh temple area when where it's like she he sacrificed everything us like right
0: right I, think, uh, I, I, I I'm gonna disagree a little bit okay. but I want to get to it, but Jake I want to get your thoughts okay.
1: on
2: it. Yeah, I don't know man.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <Subjectism>, I, okay <laughs> I,
2: I I did not think he killed himself. That's not what I got from it um until I started seeing other people throw that out. I've seen a debate if that's what it, it makes sense if he does, but that also seems like such a weird. Choice to be like we're gonna we're gonna put Egon in the movie and we're gonna have him fucking commit suicide. Like, right, I right, under- right, yeah. right. I understand. Right. I understand that it's a sacrifice for the greater good, but it's still like that's a weird. Cho- that is a route to go if that's what they've decided. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. so much better I'm sure Jason's gonna be asked about it, or some, or somebody is at some point, right? And it's and it's gonna mm-hmm. get put out there. Like we're gonna sure the yeah. there'll be an answer. Right, I think, sir, I personally think he killed himself, but right. it doesn't change the movie for me if he if he did. You know, it's still ends either way. well, I think there's um Jake you were breaking up just a little bit,
0: but I think I think it's getting better. Great. Um, no, it's fine. You're fine., You're uh, I think there's this notion of sacrifice anyway. So maybe it doesn't matter if he took himself out or not kind of what you were
2: saying Abby he did he sacrificed he was
1: prepared to sacrifice the, i think but yeah.
2: when she talks about he sacrificed his friends and us he he said fuck it to his family said fuck it to his friends and he took off like they all right. hate his his daughter hates him and his friends all hate him that's the sacrifice it's not a fairy tale referring yeah. To. yeah i, I yeah, agree
1: yeah. exactly it's not like a sweet disney story that's why i like that it's plumbing the depths of like human character and what isolation does to somebody. This and- is a
0: good comment from Undertaker, from the Undertaker, Bob. <laughs> whether he killed himself or not, I still believe he engineered the situation and maybe even his life to that point to become a ghost, making sure his spirit lingered mm-hmm. Um, very much so. Right. So he puts the trap in the floorboard for a reason. And uh, I guess he probably had to know that once he passed, uh, maybe Callie would come back into the picture um if he's tracking Callie's life he's probably tracking you know Phoebe and Trevor's. um i do love that he all, he set it all up for Phoebe and kind of was like oh, I'll, I'll help Trevor get the car started but that's it we can't have him leading the the cause here <laughs> mr uh, you know sitting in the walk in cooler freezing his ass off at work yeah. um
2: well, he's so, not the one who believes. Well, I guess she doesn't oh, yeah. really believe either. She's just, she believes in the science of it. So exactly. maybe she was easier to uh, to reach. Hey, before we start talking about the, before we, I don't know how like much of an order we're going in here or whatever, but um, <clears throat> I want to say like the first thing that hits me for this movie is not Egon, it's the score because the score, yeah. you, you hear it. You you hear about thirty seconds of it before you see anything because it plays over, you know the Ghost Core logo and the Sony logo and all that stuff, and it's instantly like sounds amazing. And of course, it's like it's sorry, I'm trying to get a lot of the same.
0: The cat is 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 interfering with the microphone.
2: Okay, sorry, Jay, keep going. By Gypsy, and um,
1: really
2: didn't want to go. the co- The score is just amazing, and even though even though a lot of it is hitting, you know, uh, the classic Ghostbusters themes and stuff, there is a lot of. At one point, I was like, "This sounds like Out to Sea from Jaws," and then at one right. point, I was like, "Well, this sounds like Gremlins. This sounds like ET. It's got to like just like you said. I think the same way they." Uh, you know, maybe purposefully tried to make it look a little more like Spielberg and all that stuff that I think they did the same thing with the score.
0: Yeah. And it's great. Um, it hits a lot of notes, obviously borrows heavily from Elmer Bernstein, but kind of twists and turns it, um, in ways that, that make it new, even though it's familiar, Listening yeah. to the score, the Rob Simonson score is now available on Spotify. You can pre-order the CD. There are a lot of John Williams influences. Yeah. Specifically, like there are times where it sounds very close to like Ray's theme from uh uh, the Force Awakens and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So just really, really cool stuff. Abby, I know you are a sucker for a score. My computer just became unplugged because of the cat. So Aww. I'm going to cut to Abby <laughs> sure to talk about the music while I, I that for about, a second. I will talk about it's number
1: five on my top five reasons I'd rather be watching <laughs> Ghostbusters. after. Oh, cool. That was a perfect segue.
2: Oh, wow. I can't hear Abby. Wow. Can anybody hear anybody? Can you hear Big, me?
1: We're We're back. We're, back. Back, we're alone, back. Sorry about that.
2: Oh, there we go. I couldn't hear oh, any of you okay. for that.
0: Weird. we got killed for a second we can't can't do it alone the reason i didn't want the cat up is because of things like that so it's not because i don't like animals i
2: happen to love my pets but anyways abigail apparently they didn't hear any of that abby they heard me saying i can't hear anybody
1: (laughs) okay so what you missed was me saying i don't remember but i'm gonna go ahead and say my number five reasons for uh top five reasons i'd rather be watching ghostbusters afterlife right now um Today is, this is kind of a long one, but here we go. Today is the first day I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify, on the on a Spotify playlist. I was decorating the house while streaming the, uh, while stringing the lights, and I realized that Ghostbusters Afterlife is the gift that keeps on giving.
0: Now when you say soundtrack, you mean the, I mean
1: not, okay, the, the score, this is separate. The score is playful, imaginative, sparkly, twinkly, really nostalgic, and fucking just Perfect at every moment, but what I'm talking about is this is not an official soundtrack. Somebody put out. together a playlist. Somebody put together a playlist with the clap song and like all the other awesome groovy music, and uh, that's what I was saying. I realize is the gift that keeps on giving. Every song is dusty, old, and moving. There's multi- Motown, soul, blues, some punk influences. And as a James Gunn and Quentin Tarantino and Edgar Wright fan, the soundtrack hits me where I need it to.
0: Let's face it, Jason Reitman is also an Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. That's
1: what yeah. When Trevor
0: closes the or when the 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 ecto closes and that Buzzcocks songs. Like, nah, 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 nah. I was so like, oh awesome.
1: yeah, okay, here we go. That was this like, gonna,
2: yeah, cut out of death proof. I, I feel like. All of the scenes that happened inside the restaurant were maybe guest directed by Quentin Tarantino.
0: Oh yeah, like the close up with the inside Da-da-da-da-da. everything, Da-da-da-da-da. The, the look of it,
2: the look of it, the music, the cuts. There was a yeah. part where they're like uh, putting on a song in the jukebox, and it's like all quick. Yeah. P- and i'm like okay <laughs> like,
1: if somebody gets artistically shot right now to beautiful music then
2: guys i got some big i got big
0: news here troy oh, yeah, benjamin yeah. is in the chat okay? troy Troy, right. he's out of retirement for oh for one he came second. back reconciliation follows the same trajectory in crescendo as the final cue from et Ooh. guys i'm just it, it does and I, mm. by the way troy thank you so much for your support and for watching and the
1: inside we inside love me. you
0: um I don't think that's. I think it's that's his. Insight. That's his opinion. Okay, Abigail, that's
1: I didn't not, mean it like that. I meant like not, thanks for giving us your opinion, Troy.
0: They, you're gonna. He's gonna kill himself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is he's gonna egon himself right out of here. <laughs> no. What I'm saying we'll is that Troy is absolutely right, and because of that, I cannot listen to the last two tracks on the score without completely losing it because I'm, I've seen the movie enough where I've seen the movie enough where I know what's on screen when I hear it. And yeah. it's just, um, it, just, it just, we haven't got to the end yet, but man, oh man. Whew, I'll tell well, you. What. I,
2: I, uh, I drove up to Macon to see it for my, my fourth uh, screening. And um, yeah. to see it with the Georgia Ghostbusters up there. And uh, and that was the day the score came out. It was on Friday. And I was like, cool, I'm, I'm going to listen to it on the drive. And I listened to just the whole, the entire score from the beginning to the end. And uh, it made me cry harder than I've cried in the theater. <laughs> I was like, no, just listening exhausted. to it all the way through. Yeah. I was a mess just listening to the score.
0: I've been so exhausted because I realized it's not normal to have that level of emotions like five times in a week. Like it just has to take so much out of you. And there are people who are going to say like, is that what you want out of a Ghostbusters movie? Should it be that serious? And I'm like, Ghostbusters is the most serious thing that's ever existed. And give me all of that. All of it. I love it.
1: Can I, that ties into my number four reason. Go (laughs) for it. Go for it. Number four. Number four. I'm a masochistic, catharsis addict, and I want to cry and be emotionally leveled every night if possible.
0: Yep, she and does. And
1: I'm sad that I'm not there crying right now. Well,
0: uh, we've only gotten past the first scene. So let's talk about yeah. some of these new characters. Sure. Um, I think the prospect of uh, children actors can go... It could be really great, like we've seen it pulled off, obviously in classic movies like ET and like The Goonies. More modern stuff, Stranger Things, uh, it. Uh, Finn Wolfhard seems to be involved in a lot of this. Um, I think that it could. Um, <laughs> this comment. <laughs> Sorry, this is just... <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think it could have gone south. Right? It could. It could have gone a different way. Because you're dealing with new actors, new talent. Uh, Logan Camp has really never acted before. McKenna Grace has had, you know, not a starring role. The whole movie is uh, literally and metaphorically on her shoulders. Um, Yeah. And I mean, she absolutely just owns this role. She's unbelievable. She kills it. She's she's uh, the character
1: I've heard most talked about, as in like audience connection. Um, And that was when we were talking to Jason Reitman at our party. That was the one thing that I (laughs) could actually think of. That's
0: the new. That's the new. As as people who have seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, yeah,
1: we're talking Jason Reitman at our party. No, that was the one thing that I could actually like come have come to mind. I was like, Phoebe, Phoebe is so great, and I she's great. It's like a universal. There's something. Extremely special about Mackenzie Grace And I think that she's Really got like incredible acting skills Um and just
0: How do you think she did embodying like the spirit of Egon Spangler Though, like that family it's,
1: it's like in all of the little things that she Does that um like the ways The way that she communicates the way that she Internalizes things um And her her kindness And overall like generosity To other people but like also Kind of seeming a little bit picked on like she's, yeah. she's been through scenes. misunderstood. Exactly.
0: Doesn't really have friends. Kind of doesn't know she wants them. Yeah. That's kind of like a, 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 a fun character trait. The people who are like, well, I'm a loner, but it's like, you want a friend. You just don't know <laughs> it. Cause you've never felt yeah that love before. Yeah. Um,
1: and when you, when the scene with podcast and her happens with the, will you be my lab partner? So I don't think we <laughs> have any labs. <laughs> will you be my lab partner? I love that. That's a super sweet exchange. And I, I think that it's, it, that relationship between podcast and Phoebe, like every scene when they're together on screen, um, it's just, it's joyful and it has all that like mystery and like, who yeah. knew, kind of Goonies style. Like there's, sure. there's just a really exciting vibe going on when they're together.
0: Jake, what what was your impression of kind of the, the setting of the school, Mr. Gruberson you know, he's playing Cujo. It kind of sounds like the kind of school Jake wants to go to. Yeah. <laughs> um, what uh you know <clears throat> these are all new characters and in, in a, we've waited for thirty years for this movie, and we're obviously desperate to see the original ghostbusters, but the vast majority of this movie is are these new characters so walk me through uh you know what some of your I, thoughts on that stuff
2: that that stuff that happens in the school is all awesome, some of my favorite stuff like the that conversation with um Phoebe and Gary Gruberson when, when she walks in and she's instantly. <laughs> Going on a date with Gary Gruberson? <laughs> <laughs> when she's like instantly smarter than he is, or, or or maybe not smarter than he is, but like on his level with knowing what he's talking like that whole scene, I think is uh does a lot for mm-hmm. her character and his character. You know what I mean? That that stuff is all good. And all the all the stuff with um her and podcast, you know, sitting there like trying to he's trying to open the trap with the <laughs> with the ruler with the ruler like, yeah something all that stuff is really good dude rob rob in the chat said something that i agree with and he said that um podcast easily could have just been annoying as fuck like just been the worst part of the movie and nice. i and i and i think um I, I did have like a little bit of worries going into it being like mm, "Is this kid gonna be annoying is this gonna be like you know he just looks silly for the sake of it but he's he's great in it he's, yeah, he's so great. funny
0: he is he's number so two in my list yeah like, i mean
1: he, he adds so much and i think for me the third viewing was my favorite and the most like vivid and i really got to see stuff that i didn't really see the first two times and <sighs> podcast was something that that just stood out as like such a treat and such a delight throughout everything um
0: well the first viewing at new york comic-con it's almost like my brain was like two minutes behind my eyes mm-hmm. so like you're seeing you're trying to figure out what's going on and then you keep having that thought i can't believe i'm seeing this movie in this situation it took a couple viewings to really kind yeah. of start getting a grasp i get
1: overwhelmed easily and it's like someone just keeps handing you christmas presents and you're like, <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. please stop. i gotta unpack this first
0: um so and then you know we've got trevor uh Hal asked a few minutes ago why Trevor wasn't in school. I think the implication is that it's summer school, so you know not everybody's there. Maybe Phoebe. It is summer like, school, yeah, yeah. Phoebe, mm-hmm. maybe you know not everybody's there. Basically, it's a bunch of dumb kids plus like the socially
2: awkward. Well, maybe he doesn't want to watch his sister, and he's a little older, so he's just, yeah. Right. He got a gonna, job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna he yeah. He job. got a job. Phoebe's gonna go to fucking school while to yeah. School. He wants a girlfriend. Drinks herself. Yeah, exactly (laughs) there better be a bar
1: yeah
0: um i uh i really thought carrie coon was awesome i think uh again it could have been super one-dimensional just be like the et mom but obviously as the movie progresses she gets involved in the action uh there is no mom there is only Zool. classic i kind of want to talk about this go mom go go mom oh yeah at least third base go mom (laughs) um Now they didn't show the the Paul Rudd Carrie Coon third base scene. I wonder if that's going to be in the director's (laughs) cut.
1: Kind of hoping. (laughs) No, it's not.
0: So here's the deal. One thing that surprised me about this movie, and I think I talked about this in our other review, was that the beat, like the beats of Gatekeeper, Keymaster, uh, you know, Gozer temple Mm -hmm. they do play pretty closely to to the events of the first movie not too dissimilar from how the force awakens plays pretty closely to the events of a new hope and i i was surprised by that but not in any kind of negative way i just assumed there would be like i think we all kind of assumed eva Shandor would be involved but um I thought they would build on the mythology, which they did, but just not. I was not expecting kind of that parallel of, you know, Lewis Tully, Dana Barrett, and then, you know, Gary Grubison. Uh, Were you Cowboys. not? <laughs> <Like
2: that. laughs>
0: I, I, I feel like I did. I wasn't, but I love it. And I think yeah. it was it was done in a way where it it harkens back to the first movie, but it's not a direct, I mean, it's the similar sequence of events, but not, um, same, but different, but I loved it. Like, I'm not saying this in any kind of negative way. Like I loved what I was seeing. You've got
1: like some core ingredients. Like I think this, here's my cooking metaphor. Um, you gotta have the protein. You gotta have Phoebe's kind of like what it's all centered around and Egon. Um, but when it comes to the preparation, I feel like Jason Reitman did his own flourishes in the kitchen and right. maybe worked with the same basic ingredients that were in the first movie. Yes. But just put them in a fucking uh, like <coughs> inventive way. Yeah, for sure. In a well, Gozer, a
2: Gozer goes by a strict uh, set of rules and um, certain mm-hmm. things have to happen for Gozer to do what it wants. So if Gozer's yeah. coming back, it's going to go the same way it went. In the, you know what I mean? It's exactly. like all the same. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. So
1: Which just I trying think to kind do build, the same thing. Confirms the lore and like the legend. Cause it, and it makes it feel like, okay, this is like big and important. It's happening again. Right. Well,
0: the lore that's set up in Ghostbusters is basically expository. It's just um, Egon and Dan, he got Dan Aykroyd, Egon and Ray <laughs> explaining Evo Shandor and uh Central Park West and um just that that whole thing that entire the jail scene from Ghostbusters 1. So now seeing the Gozer temple uh and knowing that they were mining the uh uh what whatever it's called selenium, selenium? is selenium. that mining the selenium
1: You're like podcasts. Uh, yeah. Well
0: and then going over to right? Rust right? <laughs> right right and uh mining it there and having this temple, the Gozerian uh, or the Shandorian curse, people jumping to their death, sacrificial death pit, fucking J.K. Simmons playing Evo Shandor in a clear coffin. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I mean, talk J- about
1: capturing your imagination. Like, I imagine as a kid, I know for me personally, just seeing that set and knowing later on, finding out that it was all practical, but yeah. just it's so. Gorgeous when you see those curtains that are all Worn out and when podcasts kind of I always laugh at podcasts when he does his speech about How everyone jumped off (laughs) one by one I think he's being funny but then it also is Immediately scary And also this just reminded me I'm so glad I remembered The way that the shot pans up To like the terror dog and then sort of Fades out it reminds me so much of the exorcist And it's like there's there's A good amount of real terror because it looks like your The focus is on the you know the Statue whatever which Mm -hmm. is like Zuzu etc and you can tell that um, there's a lot of like love of horror movies that's kind of put into this. and like
0: We should shout out Eric Spielberg, uh, Jason Reitman's right-hand man and cinematographer, the man on the cam. Uh, this is a beautifully shot movie. This is unlike any Ghostbusters movie that I've ever seen. Um, I
1: do that thing where I point at the screen every time I want a poster made of the shot. <laughs> and I poster, was just like, oh, need it, need this. Mm.
0: Um, some people... I've seen two takes on some people absolutely love the Evo Shandor stuff. Some people are, I've seen some people say, well, why was he even in there? That was a waste. Like,
1: it, he set the whole thing
0: up. It's always hilarious to me, that kind of stuff, because I'm like, you're not just going to, like, he's there in a coffin. I think maybe people thought he was going to come out of the coffin and then be like the big bad for the rest of the movie, but. Um, You know, he kind of got the Snoke treatment where he is the big bad and he got out and Gozer fucking ripped him in half
2: as they should. I mean, he's not the big bad. He's the, like, he's the insane person who wants the, you know, there's always like, it's kind of a trope, you know, in in other movies where someone's like, oh, I want to bring about this person who's going to rule the world. He's the (laughs) Rowan. Sorry. Yeah, I mean it's that same kind of thing. But, it's like, like, but he's just—he was a human being, you know what I mean? He was—he's just right. a human dude who who thinks he knows more than he does, and he thinks because he's the one who who built this thing for Gozer to come back that when she comes back, she'll be like, "Oh, I love you," basically, because <laughs> you did this for <laughs> me. But she's a fucking interdimensional creature who doesn't give a fuck about what evo shandor wants to do with earth you know no, it's just not weird. at all could totally not care in character
1: less with uh, them in the first movie but then like just such an incredibly inventive and exciting thing to see um to just to think that evo shandor is kind of like oh well, i put all this money i'm like a big guy here and then just to, having him immediately ripped is it's, it's I mean, awesome. it makes goes even more terrifying the people terrifying, who, the people and who and hate good, it who
2: The people who hate it are the people who are mad that the video game's not canon anymore. (laughs) Hey, can I just say, I could care... I've never cared about the
0: video game being canon once, and I care even less now.
2: What is that about? Listen, I love the video video game, and the video game is very fun, and I played it through recently. It's very cool. I'm so happy that they did that and had all the the actors come back. Um, But it's a video game, and it just doesn't count you know what i mean it's it's just like right. movies are their own thing right cartoons comics and games do not count right. for continuity yeah. to those things they never right. do so it's it was up. interesting
0: to me that people wanted the game to be canon so bad and it's also interesting to me that people still are having trouble figuring out that ghostbusters 2 is canon like it was never a <laughs> I'm going to doub- say something a- mean if we start so.
1: I want you to Jake. Get it no. out. We Jake, be nice. This is the time to Down lose all of them.
0: Down Vins. Down. Uh, you no. always
1: had to maim somebody.
0: <laughs> uh, of course, Ghostbusters Two is canon. They that, like that would make absolutely zero sense. Like no,
1: raise a cult bookstore. <laughs> yes. What the fuck That's else it. do you Done. need? Done. That's, yeah. That's it. Done. That's it. That's all you needed. Right.
0: Let's move. What past about the that. Ecto One A?
2: Who cares? Who it's,
1: it's not movie. important to the important
0: story.
2: To that's the story, something. Listen, magic. that's something I'll, I'll say. I, I I have seen a lot of people kind of uh, you know, we have a we have a threading group therapy. A spoiler discussion that last time I looked was over seven hundred comments, and it's yeah, mainly it's good. Awesome. It's a very good discussion, and there's like people point out Easter eggs and stuff, which is all really fun. But some people get caught on little things. Like there are still people after seeing the movie that are like, well, who's, who's Callie's mom, you know? And then it's like, how do, Hey, I'm mad because they don't show how they get out of the basement. And it's like, Hey, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Cause that's They're not, not important to the story. It's a two hour right. movie. We have a story to tell. So if you think a character is a little underdeveloped, not everybody needs to be like, not everybody's the main character. They're just not, right. you know, Save it doesn't matter what happened to the Ecto-1A because, that car's—it's not important to the story, so just move right. on. Right.
1: You might find out answers to your deepest questions in the next movie. That's yeah, I mean, saying. sure. Like, I think Jason Reitman has foresight to the point where he thought of the story. He saw the end of the movie first. There's probably a lot of thought going into what what's the next thing that we're gonna unlock right. and discover with these characters as the story moves on because I believe it is moving on. It's very obvious,
2: yeah, well, well you just, just have to like you you just have to you just have to sit for a second and think like anytime you get an explanation for something like that just ultimately doesn't matter to the story, you're taking time away from the stuff that does matter to the story right. so yeah yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah well well said take out what it, you yeah
0: and I think it. that they um I'm sure there was stuff cut from the movie I, I I'm i sure Sony was like hey Jason Raymond we're letting you make a Ghostbusters movie you're not making a two hour and 45 minute ghostbusters movie so they wanted to get it around the two-hour mark which I totally understand um I do you know I love the new characters Phoebe and podcast are great <laughs> Trevor's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Lucky's Cele- great. Lucky's great. uh Celeste Connor's a great actress, and you can tell like um even you know, even though she- Look, this is Phoebe's story. Right, this is Phoebe's story, and right. kind of like Jake was just saying, not everybody's going to get the fully fleshed out backstory, but you know everything about Lucky that you need to know. She was born in that town. She's fourth generation dump. She doesn't give a fuck about anything going on. Her dad is the sheriff. Like you get,
1: yes, enough. and if you're watching her character specifically in the prison scene, when Finn Wolfhard and when everything goes down with the proton pack, and Phoebe picks it up and threatens uh, Lucky's dad. You can tell there's that look in in uh, in Lucky's eyes that are that's like this is some there's some shit going down like I want to be a part of this I'm impressed by what's going on with Trevor like if this is she wants something else and she says that when they're uh, hanging over the mine shaft her and uh, Trevor and I think personally that her story might unfold even more um, as as the movies go on. Well, I think there's a lot, Yeah, I mean, but, but who's her mom? <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say that reminds me, headcanons. Let's talk headcanons because I feel like that's what in, that's what can really disrupt a viewing experience for people. And if it's like I am seriously wanting to see this, this, and this. And I think that also happened with The Last Jedi. I'm not even gonna go down that road. But it's a it's kind of like going in open tabula rasa, like everything's kind of open and, and clear versus I really want to see this and I really want to see this, and I, I think it's this and I need to prove that it really takes away from the experience.
0: Ron Daniels with a great comment says, "Lewis drove the one A was coming to help, but went to Somerville, Indiana on accident." <laughs> that's now funny. That is, that's some headcan. That's, that's yeah. funny. Okay, um, you can have that. Head unbelievable. So, yeah. you know, when they split up, and Lucky, um, when Lucky takes the car and clearly goes back to the farmhouse to to kind of to wait for them to get there, when she busts out the front door wearing the proton pack and fires at gozer. It's just badass. It's the it's it's as badass of ghostbusting I've seen on screen and, and um it's just incredible. Like to to see these things and I just I don't want to get I just I don't want to get into the dirt. I really don't. I don't want to get into the mess with ghostbusters right now, but I have to say this. There was a lot of controversy about the last movie And there was a lot of people who said Ghostbusters fans were racist and misogynistic and basement dwelling, uh, you know, Trump loving assholes and and all that stuff. It was all said. And I always took offense to it because you know what? I'm none of those things, but I am a hardcore Ghostbusters fan. This movie, by all accounts, objectively, forget what critics think, fans are falling in love with this movie. It has a very strong female lead. There are uh, people of color. Uh, There is one. There's a one of the students is uh, openly trans. Uh, Celeste O'Connor is uh, non gender, non binary, non non gender conforming. Like Logan Kim is, uh, you know, he's Asian.
1: Um, Paul Rudd's the sexiest man alive. Paul
0: Rudd's the sexiest man alive. There is a (laughs) this is a diverse cast of people from all walks of life. And guess what? everybody loves it why because it's a great movie because it's, it's good it great is a great acting. story
1: well and
0: yeah and peter Vakman's in it that helps too but i'm just saying like <laughs> yeah just, that
1: sends you over the edge definitely but like everything up to that you're like oh, i'm just so happy we've I'm just come so,
0: we've come a long way we've been through so much so to see this jake you're a star wars fan You're a Ghostbusters fan. I am. When's the last time in fandom you saw this
2: much just universal love? Because never a while, dude. Never. (laughs) And (laughs) I mean, like, you need. And speaking of Star Wars, like, I've seen a lot of people say, like, Hey, you know, Star Wars is a really big thing. It's maybe the biggest thing in the world. Like, you know, it's maybe the biggest movie franchise in the world. Sure, they have all the money behind them. They could do whatever they want. They came back and they did a trilogy of films. Which, you know, when Force Awakens came out, we were just like we were I love Force Awakens and I love Star Wars and we're not going to get into it. But the but the second and third movie in that franchise were very weird. There were a lot of weird choices that happened. And I'm seeing tons of people that are like, what kind of world is it we live in where there has there's just been all these weird Ghostbusters things happen, starts and stops, and you know, all the controversy with the last movie. But now all of a sudden, we live in a world where Ghostbusters came back and it did it better than Star Wars did.
1: Fuck yes. And I want to say to that point, like my third viewing, as I've referenced, is my favorite because it was in a theater that was. It was before the like big opening on Friday. So your
2: favorite screening of this movie was yes. not the one that Bill Murray was sitting in.
1: No, because I couldn't focus <laughs> because I was sitting on what was the best seat for definitely taking footage and photos when when everyone came in. But it was the bottom front row of a huge IMAX theater. Also, thank you so much. I'm grateful for being there. So this is really she's planning. complaining. But I didn't see this movie until the third time I saw it, which was like in the dead center on a nice recliner at our theater. Um, and I actually felt like I was seeing it for the first time. We
0: don't own a theater, by the way, but it is our theater. We
1: would like to. Um, I We'd will like to send us a theater. Can
0: I say this? And this is real I honest. Feel like I
1: still had more. Oh, can I just get say, my point out? Go for, <clears> it. It. The reason that that viewing was my favorite was because it was a theater that was not packed, but there were probably like twenty five or thirty <laughs> other people. And they were so vocal and so excited. And I saw kids dancing as the music played towards the end. I shouted. I don't want at that in my theater. <laughs> no, dude. And then last.
0: Jake lives footloose rules only. Just no kids. dancing. So on the way
1: out, there was a dude that was like, Craig asked, like, Hey, do you like it? And he's like, I loved it. I hope they make another one. And like, these are not people that listen to YHS or that were paying. Right. It's just, like, just normal, a,
2: regular yeah, people who aren't yeah. like, right. Yeah.
1: Yes, to see it succeeding I, and like laughing, I had this.
2: I had something similar when I came out of my third viewing. My my third viewing was um, kind of in the middle of the day. It was the first showing of the day on Thursday. And uh, this other guy walked out at the same time I did. And he just immediately started. talking. I don't know who this guy is. He immediately started talking to me. And he was like, he was like, hey, man. That movie was good. He was like, yeah. they did this. The Egon looked good. He was just like, they put Bill Murray in it. He was just like, I really enjoyed He just started talking to me. I almost pulled my phone out and started recording him because I was like, we're posting <laughs> this as an episode. But um, <laughs> it was, it was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I.
0: A couple things here. Just back to the Star Wars thing. One of my favorite anecdotes, we've all kind of been saying it, is the one thing we all wanted out of the Star Wars legacy sequels was a chance to see Luke, Han, and Leia and Chewie sharing a scene together, and it never happened. Ghostbusters did that, and they also got Harold Ramis in it. And Harold Ramis <laughs> died hey, in 2014,
2: and, and and he doesn't look like a burn victim of like a weird yeah. CGI fucking like he looks yeah. great. I see, see.
0: I've seen a lot of people saying that like the Harold Ramis, uh you know, makeup, CGI effect, Ghost Egon—I don't know what to call him—spectral Egon, uh, spectral Dirt Farmer—is the <laughs> best digital recreation of a character yet. And yes, it's a lot harder to pull off when they're doing dialogue. I, we talked about it for two years. Will Ghost Egon make a, an appearance in this movie? And we all kind of said there'll be an allusion to it but there's no way they're going to do that and they're going to show him and now they did it and it was so
1: moving perfect it, yeah.
0: like it was literally like like it felt like field of dreams i never thought field of dreams would be like the second most emotional uh reconciliation with your dead father in a cornfield uh but ghostbusters did it Jake doesn't like field of dreams or baseball or Kevin Costner, probably or reconciliation. reconciliation. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like any of it. Um, I I was, I know we're jumping all over, but there's just so much to cover. Let's get into a little bit of, let's kind of skip to the, to the, the the original guys showing up and egon because listen by the way sure. we're doing multiple roundtables this week we're going to have a yhs family roundtable we're going to do a yhs media roundtable we got the jason reitman interview coming up on thanksgiving day so we're gonna have a lot of time to to hit all the points there's no way we can it's cover be it all. a big buffet this week so one of the things you worry about with older characters coming back is will they be able to get back into those characters that they haven't played in in 30 plus years i think you can make an argument harrison ford as han solo did a pretty damn good job he's great yeah mm-hmm. carrie fisher uh maybe not as much and i know there's other examples of of you know legacy sequels and next year we're going
2: to find out if uh, sam neill and laura dern uh, bill and ted off. Hey, you can't look yeah. me in the face and tell me Bill and Ted face the music is good after watching Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, <laughs> you can't! You cannot tell me. Oh, they got back into those. Ca-. They did not. Bill Murray.
0: Well, you know the first you get the scene with with Ray, and it's it, it, I, we're going to touch on it. It's so emotional mm-hmm. when Phoebe calls Ray, and one of the first things Ray Stantz says at Ghostbusters Afterlife is. Egon Spangler can rot in hell. Yeah.
1: It's, I remember the first time seeing <laughs> that scene. I'm Do you a, think I hear that? No. And yeah, the, that- he Took the Ecto-1, old Cadillac. By the way, he calls all the
2: equipment the wrong thing. Wrong. Yeah, took yeah. Our, yeah,
1: took our, what does he say? He Our collider well, that's, because,
2: that's because he probably had a script- and threw it away. I, I I bet like in the script I bet in the script it was all the right stuff, but he was just like, I know what it is. And he just read it and he was just like, All right, Dan, I guess that's what Spook it's called me now. Out, man. I love
0: it, man. I think Egon went a little crazy and stressed Ray out, stole all their stuff, and he fucking he, he some bailed, there are people saying Ray would never say that and Egon would never do that. Have hey, but you, you know what? Have you ever had a falling out with a friend? Yeah. It sh- fucking
2: happens, Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. But And also, whenever people say that kind of thing, like, you know, he w- Ray would never say that. Hey, I hate to tell you, he did. We you just watched it. The movie's yeah. out. Mm-hmm. That's he counts. It. He mm-hmm. said it. He
0: said it. He said it. Ray Stance wants Egon Spangler to rot in hell, and that is canon and the video game's not. Deal with it.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> Yeah, well, it is. of the Dan Aykroyd is like he's an emotional being, and like he's the heart of Ghostbusters. If he was, if he felt like Egon. Turned his back on them, which he Egon turned his. It seemed like Egon. Man, back in the back old days, everyone. busted
0: ghosts was a gas. Yeah, nah, we went from uh, ten calls a week to uh, one if we were lucky. <laughs> Dude, I love you that. Just gonna scene do so old, much? you just gonna do you just to do. I kind of want to. I was like, that's Would
1: okay. She, I watched Tommy are, Boy yesterday. Are like, you raised Stance for? More?
0: Are you raised stands for the Ghostbusters? And now I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah,
1: just great, that, man. That scene is not only like classic Ray, but you're. I getting like this comment, by the way, coming through
0: from Abriel Peralta. Bands break up. It is true, man. Yes, bands break up,
1: and hey, that's even what, we fight sometimes. More, more often <laughs> you than can, not. usually, people get to see it live. More often. Is. than <laughs> <really>. <laughs> um, I, uh,
0: I love that scene. I love. I know there's a lot of exposition there. But I firmly believe that Ray stance would explain the history of a Ghostbusters of the Ghostbusters to a complete stranger on the phone. I really believe that. Yeah. Oh, slammer. Yeah. I've been there myself, kid. <laughs> Dude. It's great. I love it. All right. Let's talk about Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Sure. I can't believe how good he was for somebody who did phone in the video game performance for somebody who clearly kind of wants nothing to do with ghostbusters especially ghostbusters fans on the red carpet um, <laughs> he's got when they show up there's been some people saying the blocking's kind of weird it's kind of weird how they just are standing there and I'm like you know what have you they're ever seen not,
2: ghostbusters they're not marvel they superheroes they just stand in one they stand yeah there. what do you they want have them to each do other. Did you drop
1: down from the roof and
2: (laughs) fucking cartwheel out of the way? What are you, what are they supposed to do? (laughs) Hey, I think, listen, I think, I think the reason you got Bill Murray, like kind of not for once, not phoning in like a mainstream Mm -hmm. appearance Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's because we've talked about it. We've talked about this before. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit with Jason, um, there's a lot of like history between Bill Murray and Ivan Reitman, and uh, you know Harold Ramis, and just like we all know about the fight they had. Like, I mean, it's just like a big thing. And I've seen Bill say, and uh, I think he he said it on one of the talk shows. I think that happened where. He was like, well, you know, Jason wrote this. And he was, Jason was around for the filming of one and two. He knows, He's you know, they're all, they're a family. You know what I mean? It is a family. So when Jason Reitman wrote it and came to him and he read this, you know, read this, I don't know if he read, actually read the script, but.
1: (laughs) Whatever of it he read. Whatever
2: he did when he got the script. Oh, Jake. Oh, did we lose Jake? All right, well. Abby.
1: Yeah, you and I take over. Um You guys JP. there? Yeah, yeah we're there. Not. You cut out for a second. It,
2: yeah, it cut out here and I was like, what happened? Um We're still here. We're here. Good. So, I mean, just like the fact that Jason came to Bill and I'm sure he told him right away like this is a this is all for Harold and it's this is a different kind of script than what's been going around for Ghostbusters 3 for the last 20 years and I think right. Bill saw that. And I think Bill probably feels like shit for his part in the the feud he had with Harold Ramis. And when he saw what the ending of this movie was going to be, he was like, he was in, he was like, I got to do this, right? And what I was think that he line he it, said on, he took it Seth seriously, Byers? you know, on J- Jimmy Fallon it's, or whatever.
0: When he's like, yeah, people keep saying they're uh, crying in this movie. We should make a great comedy,
1: <laughs> dude. But like that's you see that mirrored in in the movie with the way that everyone's kind of mad at Egon, and like, and, the, and there's like. But they they're willing to come back for him. Right. Like, and that's it's every just that literally
0: everybody microcosm- but Phoebe is mad at Egon in this movie.
1: Exactly. She's right. like, isn't
0: Callie, even Trevor has like a way he's like, why did he leave mom? Um mm-hmm. when the three guys show up, there are so many pieces of dialogue that are just you know, the, the ones that stand <sighs> out are I don't remember this job being this painful, and Winston saying, I do. <laughs> Fucking awesome, just incredible. And then I've talked about this a lot in private, but I want to talk about it in public now. By the way, thanks for everybody for joining us. Yeah, this is really awesome. Watching. Yeah. Um, when Gozer listens to their when they're firing at Gozer, they they immediately. I love they they go to crossing the streams like immediately. immediately like that's just yeah. that their go to cross mm-hmm. streams. Let's do it. What is Ray says? Nothing stings like eight billion electrons <laughs> just screaming at her. All the stuff before that, the, the Gozer, the Gozerian, State of Oklahoma, you know, the whole speech Ray gives. So do, about
1: ducks. Or ducks Unlimited. Ducks Unlimited. Peter's
0: rolling his eyes. Are you a god? Like, the whole thing. it It's just... Ray. It's just... Per, it's literally perfect. She un... Or Gozer undoes the proton streams, fires against them. They all go flying against the ecto. They're it looks all,
1: pretty painful.
0: It looks really painful. They're all on the ground, and then you just have a repeat of the museum scene in Ghostbusters 2 with Peter Peter's- trying to distract Gozer. And it's the best 90 seconds of cinema I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I,
2: I, I mean...
1: The only thing that rivals it is when uh, McKenna Grace, uh, Phoebe, is trying to distract Gozer with her own jokes. Oh, right. Like, Shh. like anytime that Gozer's being distracted, I like... <laughs>
0: Distracted Gozer, the Start new podcast from Yes straight. Have
1: so.
0: um, But whatever, you know, when Peter says, you know, we could have been something. We could have been a power couple. But you, what, he, I, he, there's, he says, uh, you always show up. You always try. He just says something. He
1: says, always you gotta maim.
0: always gotta maim somebody. And it's just it's the
2: most Bill Murray I've seen Bill Murray be in like yeah. 20 years. It's like classic. It's classic Bill Murray. He's, it's, he's, not, it's not artsy Wes Anderson Bill Murray it's no. fucking silly ghostbusters it's, strikes yeah. bill murray
0: yeah and then you know that doesn't go according to plan and then this entire scene happens with phoebe with the proton pack and jake walk me through sure w- walk me through your emotions when phoebe's firing she's getting pushed back yeah everybody's cheering for her. and by the way we haven't even talked about the terror. We've there's so much we haven't gotten to.
1: We're yeah, We're we've got time. We've got other episodes. When
0: that hand appears on Phoebe's hand, <laughs> yeah. you immediately know what's happening. Yeah, and it's just and not something I was emotionally prepared for. I wasn't.
2: I wasn't ready for it. I did not think that that was going to happen. And in that moment, after the other three guys show up, you're kind of like, "This is it. This is the ending of the movie." The three guys showed up. They're helping save the day, and right? you're you're so you're already overwhelmed because the original ghostbusters are sitting right there and bill murray's being bill murray <clears throat> but then that thing happens and as soon as you see that hand i know the first time i saw it i i audibly probably i mean we all did it was just like well, we're, yeah we're covered. what is happening
1: i physically put hands on both of you for support <laughs> yeah
2: it's just it's it's crazy and the fact that it you know it's one of those things that i i'm pretty sure i'm recorded on this podcast is saying at some point i hope they don't show Egon i hope he's there somehow but i hope we don't like, you said see his that face. you said jk simmons was going to be Ivo shandor <laughs> <He's> <laughs> and a lot of things and yeah. he and, and he looks great it's literally the Eon best looking be like, yeah we've already said it you know that he, it's the best looking um like cgi person i've ever seen in a movie and i'm I'm so happy that the best instance of that is in ghostbusters you know what i mean it looks great right. the whole movie the whole ending it's it's literally one of the most emotional things and maybe it hits for you know us who've been super steeped in ghostbusters our whole life a little harder because of, we do know the whole harold Ramis bill murray thing and we were you know like Harold Ramis died on February the twenty fourth, which is the day after my birthday. So it's like it's well, hard. Oh, yeah, we have to say today would have been Harold
0: Ramis's birthday. So happy birthday! Right? Yeah. Happy birthday, uh, it's yeah. kind of uh, <clears throat> serendipitous that we're doing this.
2: But it like yeah. you know I, I've said this before, but like the ending of this movie kind of takes you know every year on the on the day he died or his birthday, it's always like it sucks. It's rough, you know. Yeah. It's like anytime you hear about. Ghostbuster stuff, new Ghostbuster stuff happening. It's always like, mm, well, there's no Harold, but like this movie kind of, uh, kind of takes all that and make it makes it feel good. It's all good now. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it exactly. was such it's a, a corrective such experience. A, yeah, it was such a a good amount of like closure just for uh,
1: by the way, yes, everybody. yes. Well, I know we've said that most everyone has who has an imperfect relationship with their parents or with their dad, which is like all of us. Um, there's there's that. It is a corrective experience. Like it is that kind of that fantasy that you want. It's like, Oh, your dad was a wonderful person preparing for to, to save you and and keeping track of your life. There's so many emotional things that get stirred up with that. And when Callie hugs Egon at the very end in that last scene, it's, it, you, I think I'd already been crying a good bit, but that was, that one hit me even, even harder. Her character, her resentment and uh, just issues because of the broken relationship. Like the, it struck me so deeply. Um, Can
0: you believe I'm just listening and, to this and I'm like, I can't believe this is a Ghostbusters movie we're <laughs> exactly, talking about. Well, that's I what, just I, can't I, believe this is a Ghostbusters well, movie.
1: Having watched Jason Reitman movies like gro- like over the years, I remember seeing Juno in the theater with my girlfriend at the time, and I remember crying my eyes out and having to stay an extra 20 minutes. And I know I'd had like a box of wine at that time, <laughs> but like I also with you in yeah, the theater the entire time. Yeah, you would go to Trader Joe's and then as a the whole thing fact is i remember i remember when this person i was with brought me to the movie she was like this this person talks like you this character in this movie talks like you and i was like who okay. uh, yeah Juno. yeah oh, L- Juno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i was like okay um and i just remember being yeah. like whoa the this it just struck me and knowing that family dynamics are so important to um to jason reitman and it's just well, he it's taught, so well, many i layers. don't want to spoil
0: our interview but we get into that with him yeah um it's really perfect uh And then, you know, Trevor and Egon have a moment. And then obviously Phoebe and Egon have their moment. And then Callie and Egon have their moment. Um, But we haven't talked about basically my favorite part of the movie, which is where the music kind of lowers and it's just the four Ghostbusters. I'm going to start. I'm
2: going (laughs) to. Yeah, it's the the best thing in the
0: movie. I'm welling up here. Yeah.
1: I think I've cried do all it. my tears. I, 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 I'm trying I'm, to get. Them. I'm trying not to do. It. Yeah,
0: it's the four Ghostbusters, and uh, with Egon, and they're going, and Winston looks over, and he he's kind of measured with. He's like, okay. He he looks again, and he nudges Peter, who does just the ultimate Bill Murray double take.
2: Where he does Un, this. Like he looks unfazed.
0: Unfazed. And then Ray, the look if you pay attention next time, look at the look at Ray's face. He's it's just like it's very much you, like, you know, you know you know, in Ghostbusters 2, uh the Scaleri brothers pop up and everybody's freaking out. And yeah. Ray's like,
2: Wow! Like
0: it's that's that, that's yeah. the look on Ray's face. Yes um and that's a
1: classic ghostbusters thing to like have just their reactions on their faces like i remember when the bigger screen version of ghostbusters came out it's like oh you can finally see egon in the corner and what his face is doing when he's reacting to peter in the people hotel.
2: people want me to cry people
1: want yeah they do but that, I, I think <clears throat> sorry I, I'm no good. i was just gonna I say
2: that go. scene that scene is it's the best thing in the movie and and it's the thing that i've <clears throat> since the first time we saw this at new york comic-con that scene was the thing that i was like it's the it's the thing that I thought about the most in between viewings, you know. And I was like, I I just I need to see it again. It's so, J- Jamil Payne. I cried so hard I couldn't <laughs> breathe.
0: Yeah, I was definitely there. There was some hyperventilating going on. Mm-hmm. And in it, in it, it, uh, thank you for the comment, Jamil. It's um, it it's for a lot of different reasons. The most obvious being we lost Harold Ramis. We love Harold Ramis. We love Egon. Um. Also, just it's the crescendo of this emotional story being told just within the confines of the movie, right? I'm a pretty easy cry in movies. I cry during movies all the time. Um. But also, it's the 30 year journey of wanting to see that just one more time. What would it be like to see the four Ghostbusters? Mm -hmm. And once Harold passed, it's like, well, well, we. I always thought like maybe someday we would get, you know. Winston and Ray making a cameo in some sort of Ghostbusters movie. I mean, we, we when when Dan Aykroyd would was Ray in like the VR game or whatever. Like that, well, I was like, yes, he's back finally. Like <laughs> two seconds of something. So to be wanting something so desperately as a fan, your whole life—it's
1: closure. You want that? It is
0: closure. But here's the thing: that this is what fucked me up. Dan and Bill and Ernie were so good that now I'm like,
1: hold on, just <laughs> do more, bring
2: them back, right. do another give me one, a
1: Netflix series. Yeah, give me, give me, <laughs> give me, give me, give, give me, me. Dan and Bill just fighting, like. Um,
0: so I, mean. I want to. I, I. I. We're already at an hour, and well, I know we've barely scratched the surface. <clears throat> a couple. I want to touch on a couple more things. Um, let's talk about these post-credit scenes, both of them. Sure. If we can. Yeah. Sure. Um, the first one is uh, with Dana and Peter. They are happily married, which I love. Um, I want to watch their movie. I want to see more of Peter and Dana in their just everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: you said that. And I was like, well, you know who does really good romantic comedies? Who? Jason Reib. Oh, yeah. Jason <laughs> yeah. Reib
0: could do it. Um, Sigourney, she's in the movie for like 30 seconds. And guess what? She's great. She's so charming. Yeah. And the whole scene is, I mean, it's hilarious. And like, this is not inside information. This is not like a lot of people have brought this up. It seems like that scene, they didn't film that to be a post-credit scene. That was, you could kind of put the pieces together that that was probably originally
1: crafted into, crafted the, movie.
0: into the movie somehow. Um, yeah. I have a feeling that they want the, I, there's been people saying like I wish it wasn't just the original guys just showing up at the end like that, but that's how you get the biggest emotional impact. Like the regular audience doesn't know they're coming back when you go see this movie. Like when we were in the theater the other night, when the three of them pop up on screen, people are like up, they're like cheering and yeah. yelling. Well,
1: there were people even cheering for Dan Aykroyd, who you see like in the in the conversation in Raise a Cult when right. uh, when TB's in jail. Yes, so it's like, and people were like, yes. And then, yeah, when you see the finality of it, it's really exciting to see Winston because at that point you haven't even actually gotten to see him right for a while.
0: So that's that scene, and then I think this this final post credit scene, the conversation between Janine and Winston about uh, coin. the coin that hair. You know, they use that deleted scene from. Uh, from ghostbusters that we I, I think that's on one of the dvds we've seen it before with the world's fair coin but jake have didn't, you found that coin yet
2: didn't didn't your mom ever tell you not to get involved with a ghost that's
0: what <laughs> happens yeah, after, right, they, exactly.
2: after they cut that's what bill said right no i can't yeah, find the coin it, <clears throat> there's there's multiple coins for the world's fair from that year i think it's 1964 gotcha. and uh it's so quick in the movie that it's, it's hard to uh right. tell which coin she's holding
1: mm. But well, maybe we can make one. Winston's got this. Or maybe we can uh, ask
2: somebody like
0: Eric. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm <laughs> done with coins. Who knows? I'm done with, well, coins. We, it with coins. Too much for these fucking too many coins, coins all the time. Quit
1: blowing on them coins. Um,
0: Winston has this monologue. He says, you know, Egon was the brains. Ray was the heart. Peter kept it cool. And Janine says, well, what were you? And he goes, I was a sex appeal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? Two thousand twenty-one. You don't hear stuff like that as much anymore. That's a fucking. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. I love Ernie Hudson. Yes. But it's it's you know he brings the ecto back to the the, the movie. It's this great thing for Winston. He mm-hmm. brings the ecto back to the firehouse, and he says that last line. And here I'll I'll cry again. But he says I you know I may be a businessman, but I'll always be a Ghostbuster. And it's just it opens up so many possibilities of where they could go with this franchise and to do that post credit scene that really doesn't have anything to do with, uh, the story of the movie we just watched in the sense of, it's not about, you know, it's, it's not like Phoebe showing up for college in New York, uh, <laughs> or something like that. It's very much, a you know, a that's tribute. our head cannon. Well, it's a tribute to Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. It's a tribute to, uh, to that character. Jake, what what are your feelings on that post-credit scene?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> it's good to see like the fact that the movie right before the movie goes to credits, you know, you, you see the Ecto driving, you know, on the bridge towards right, New York right. and it's like it, it's it's a, it's almost a little jarring because the movie's just in a cornfield on a the whole, farm time. whole time, right? You're yeah, not expecting, yeah. you're not really expecting any like New York scenes and and that's completely fine, but the fact that in the end you're like Oh, they're in the they're in the firehouse. They're back in the fire. We're right. seeing the containment unit. We're seeing the car right. drive into the which
0: they filmed this post credit scene just a couple months ago because it yeah. all leaked. Nobody, I, everyone thought. I remember I was like, "Oh, it's a, I think it's a commercial for like uh, Cinemark or something."
2: We all, yeah, we all
0: figured a commercial yeah. or a Walmart or something. <laughs> right, 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 yeah,
1: legit. And I think that we've talked about the music being great, but the score when the credits are rolling, right before that very last, the second to last scene, it gets kind of like. Oh, kind like of it Avengers! Feels, like. It feels very Avengers, and I see in the <laughs> chat, and everyone agrees that definitely, um, Winston's like the Nick Fury or uh, Iron Man. Heard Bruce Wayne be mentioned. It's Bruce like,
0: but, yeah, just being That's the. What Jason said, getting
1: everybody together. <laughs> yeah, that is what Jason. Said.
0: Spoilers, Dude, um,
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a promise of so much more, and it's also corrective, like the rest of the movie is. It's like, hey, Ernie, we realize how vital and talented and awesome and sexy you are so let's actually put you in this place um here's a question awesome.
0: he says to janine i started this uh i started this company with one employee do we think lewis telly was his employee
2: <laughs> of course
1: yeah <laughs> of course. Taxes. Right? Sure, do we yeah. think
0: slimer's in the firehouse
1: well we no, know slimer that- doesn't
0: we cannot spoil this jason reitman interview
1: No spoilers. Slimer might not have frequent flyer miles. (laughs) (laughs) Slimer can't
0: get on a plane. (laughs) He doesn't get through TSA. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So
1: a ghost never leaves a haunted house. Hey, a Grace.
2: It's weird because like you, you, you. We've always expected a, the next Ghostbusters movie to just be like the next team fight, you know, getting taught how to fight ghosts. And it's such a personal story, and it's such a like it's its own little thing. And even though it involves Gozer and the old guys come back, it's a very like self-contained cap to Ghostbusters one and two, but like leaves it to where maybe the next story is. Teaching a new team or like becoming the thing that we thought Ghostbusters right. was going to end up it's being. It's almost like so. it
0: needed this other kind of um,
1: foundation laying.
0: I don't know how much I want to get into this. Okay. We we actually, we talked to Jason a lot at our at our party, right? One of the things we talked about was the sense of he, Jason's very adamant. And I can't remember if this was said on our interview or not, but he is very adamant as saying, this is not
2: ghostbusters three. He he mentioned. Yeah. He mentioned that in the interview, right? but he, Mm -hmm. but he had a lot to say about it at the party. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It Mm -hmm. just, he's very much like, this is a personal story that I wanted to tell. That is a, a, another chapter of the ghostbusters story. And clearly, just like in Star Wars, I mean, there is a thirty-year gap of stories that we really don't know much about. We might not ever know, but I think there's a bright future. And whether they carry on with these characters, which I very much think they should, uh, or you know, if they get the ghost the business of Ghostbusters going again, I don't think they're going to be hiring these four kids. But I do think Phoebe. Pod, like podcast like they're all going to be involved in the franchise. Absolutely. Um, but they all w-
1: found purpose. I think
0: they all found purpose. And um, just, I don't know, man, I shout out to Paul Rudd. He's great in this movie. He's mm-hmm. great as Gruber him and uh, Carrie Coon have a ton of it's just chemistry. chemistry. It's
1: just awesome. But listen, when he came out on the red carpet, Carrie Coon was like, Oh, he's hideous. He's
0: so gross. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here we go. Let's start winding this down, but let's talk about the ghosts specifically in this movie because we just talked about ghostbusters Afterlife for an hour and 10 minutes as not mention. We've not said the word muncher one time. (laughs) Seems insane to me. Yeah. Um, Yes. This, this chase scene in the Ecto one is one of the great sequences of, you know, film history is what I say. Uh, Jake, you're, you're, you're a creature guy, muncher,
2: mini puffs,
0: terror dogs,
2: uh I mean all bug of Bug Eye it, Ghost. <laughs> all, dude, all of it, all of it is super well designed and looks good and, and, and um and the practical effects mixed with uh you know the 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 CGR or whatever, it all looks and works really well. The terror dogs look amazing, dude. The stuff yeah. with the terror dog in Walmart, it looks so fucking good, like outstanding yep. how good that terror dog looks. And mm-hmm. I really like that you know we talked earlier. Like how this movie follows beats from the original film, but one thing that it does that is new is that like we learn a little bit of like lore as as far as like we've never seen a human, you know they they trap uh you know Zul while he is in Zul, you know what I mean? Like when they when they when he when they puts the trap up under Zul and pulls Zul out of um carrie coon that's never Mm -hmm. like we've never seen like what a trap would do to a human you know and then the fact right right the fact that it rips apart yeah yeah that's all new stuff and i and i love the 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 addition of all that weird like yeah oh gozer has to have those or she's a malformed spirit thing you know like that's all right we've
1: never gotten to see that form that was so cool and, and, and the, and think,
2: sorry, the, the spectral it, form it, of the terror dogs is all new. And I think right. maybe a little bit confusing, but um, also amazing. So I know we've all had talks about whether or not those spectral terror dogs are different from the terror dogs or the same. I think they're just the same. I think it's just another form right, of right. the terror dog. But mm-hmm. You know I what they did not do great. that I wanted? I think it's the
1: wrong thing to get caught on. Yeah, continue.
0: I, after the movie, thought it would be really funny. If a terror dog was chasing them on the like, just imagine an ending scene where they're facing off against the terror dog, and somebody comes out and gets it with the slime blower. It just douses it in, in positive mood slime. And then he's it's like, super like a little party, and, yeah, and then it just cuts. Oh. The, it's just nuzzling over and like licking uh, his paws. That would uh, be so dude, stupid.
1: Then I'd want mini terror dogs. I was gonna say I think it's excuse me really smart the way that the movie like opens and does all that really over the top supernatural stuff inside of a walmart um yeah. it's similar to like when you're in your kitchen in the first in the first movie dana's like doing just <laughs> ordinary stuff she's got groceries let me do my thing and then supernatural shit starts to happen like p- practically and it's strange and i remember um right next to us there was a kid in our last viewing of afterlife that when the walmart popped up the kid goes oh it's walmart <laughs> i've been there oh, yeah, that, yes. <laughs> that, that, that you're like oh i get it so as a kid you're gonna be like oh walmart i totally recognize all this stuff but then it'll be very memorable the second that the mini puffs come out and that you see the terror dog like just chowing down like anyone's dog or cat we've seen you know you, you see him do that
0: just to talk about gozer for a second gozer looked awesome i love the new costume i love like the like aj just brought up like the inside the circulatory system I di- abby was the first person to pick new york comic-con abby called it immediately said holy shit that is olivia wilde and i said no it is I not said,
1: bitch i know my olivia wilde I said, i'm no. an oc <laughs> fan over here I said, marissa that <laughs> And what was her name on the show? No, I don't know. Looks, looks but it doesn't
0: matter. I'm problems. a
2: fan. What's her name? It I'm was Olivia sure. Wilde. It was 100% Olivia Wilde. Award. It was Olivia somebody Wilde. Somebody
1: help me with her character's name on the OC. Gozer. Alex. It was Gozer. Alex. I know it is Alex.
0: Gozer the Gozerian. <laughs> um, so um, somebody just now this is way off topic, but Mike Wells says, what Stay Puff is there back there uh, behind me? Uh, that is the Diamond Select 24-inch <laughs> Stay Puff Bank, which I believe is pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Or, and then behind me... Is, yeah, you could be talking uh, the, about jokes. The
2: Mattel, yeah, the Maddie Collector. The Maddie Collector one. The one My with the yellow arms.
1: Is uh, Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, those are so flexible in this movie, too. Like, yes, true to form. Yes. Very flexible.
2: Um,
0: so that was Olivia Wilde, and then somebody else did the voice, and then I believe there's a, a stunt actress as well. Um, yeah,
1: there's a lot of layers and people that worked on Zoom. There were three, you know, three credit. <laughs> I yeah,
0: just did the you fake fan. I did the
1: fake fan Don't thing.
0: say it. Do, I hope Don't reveal. I but you could be a fake fan. I'm a fake fan. Um you could be a sexy Janine, of course. The chat. I, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Janine's sexy. Uh
0: so yes. I, I I you know, and I loved all the t- the Terror Dog chasing the Ecto and then like chasing the RTV trap was just like, unreal. Like, it was like...
1: Mr. Gruberson's c- windshield.
0: Oh. Just that. Hilarious. Um, I liked the mini puffs. I thought they handled the mini puffs really tastefully because... You know, that could really easily turn into like minions or something, but they're really cute and they're menacing and everything they do is hilarious. And cute this, and mean-spirited, just like, scene, like I like them. What podcast start zapping them, or the part where podcast turns, he goes,
1: <laughs> he goes, I've got my own problems. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Dude, yeah. And that's what fucks up Trevor's uh, pack. He can't shoot anything. Um,
0: it's great. It's, uh, it's really cool that they did it. D- Danny, you're good, man. We will take all the compliments. We don't care. We're we're open Uh. We're open about our.
1: Oh yeah, Danny. We course. all
0: have sexiness. Let like, that's what there. We used to YHS used um, to be
1: sex appeal.
0: Used to be young, hip, young hip and sexual young podcast. Hip and sexual. Um, so, anyways, uh, we appreciate everybody moving right along. <laughs> we appreciate everybody watching. I know there's a lot of new faces tonight. Uh, there's a lot of attention on Ghostbusters right now, and uh, it's really cool. Thank you for hanging out. Um, but yeah, I, I like the mini puffs. I loved Muncher. I think Muncher is great. Obviously everyone's seen the clip by now and but when when Muncher's in the uh, at the fire hydrant and turns and looks sad for a second and then mm. like oh. he's like
1: Rah! that's uh, my absolute absolute favorite
0: I saw people online who have not seen the movie complaining that Josh Gad did the voice someone was like Muncher shouldn't be talking I'm like you didn't see it he doesn't talk <laughs> he,
1: he didn't say like into Wait, the unknown I wish he did, <laughs>
0: I wish Muncher talked. I wish Muncher was like you guys. <laughs> um, so, what else should we touch on before we call this uh, this? I think we've gotten into some good discussion here.
1: Good territory. I wanted to say one of my favorite shots was um, there's like a moving shot that follows Celeste O'Connor as Lucky when she's like in uniform, and you see her jumping into the the fire state or the police station. Yeah, yeah. She jumps over the counter, like swivels, turns around, drops down. The camera follows her the whole time. That's my favorite shot. It's very cool. It's just so cool, so much action. Um I love I love uh Lucky. I think that that's a character I can't wait to find out even more about and see what what happens.
0: Yeah. And and I also the when they when Callie becomes possessed and then crashes through the window and leaves and they're looking for, they get to the police station. I don't when podcast is it coffee that he tastes or is it slime? I think it's co- it's Spilled coffee. Yeah, it's something. There's just a funny (laughs) thing where he goes. He tastes it. He goes. They were just here. I'm like, I don't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like he's so funny, man. Um, but yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought all the new characters are great. Love seeing the old characters return. I'm still fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. Oh, that's not what I meant to say. Um, so when they're trying to take down Gozer, they all shoot their proton streams at the top of the antennas to activate the trap is that what happens uh yeah.
2: f- trevor's the only one who does that oh, trevor the does rest that. of okay. the rest of them are all the rest of them they all have go. you've seen this they all are shooting <laughs> gozer and then trevor gets the 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 wand fixed and he sees that the you know the big towers or whatever are, you know they're not working so he shoots the tower and powers it up hold so the on traps work I'm getting
0: a call right now from Dustin Milne. I don't know why, but I entered their raffle for this trap. Should I answer it? Did I win? Oh
2: my god. Uh, I'm gonna have to call it.
0: I'm gonna have ugh, I don't want to take this live on the on the air. I'm gonna yeah, take don't. it. Wait, Abby- Do you want
1: live disappointment if Craig doesn't win? I don't it? know.
0: Hold on. Let me see Let's, here. let
1: yeah. <laughs> Stakes are up.
0: Dustin, Just I'm in the middle of a live stream. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> Hold on. So listen, real quick. Dustin Milne from the Alberta Ghostbusters who I think he can talk now was worked on the props team for Ghostbusters Afterlife. He's decided to call me. Uh Dustin, what's up man? Well, so we did our raffle. Uh, I don't know if you know this. We had a raffle item. Yes. A trap made by Ben from the props department of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Look at that thing. Wow.
1: what wow. are you serious Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. Uh,
0: well uh shit. well guys uh yeah. i'm glad that let, the proof
1: and you get an old trap
0: <laughs> guys I, I i really appreciate dustin can i call you back when we're done with our stream everybody's like what's he saying
1: hey.
0: <laughs> i really appreciate thank it thank you all right wow. i'm gonna call you guys back thank you so that's much that's
1: incredible how close yeah. said answer the call one
0: holy shit Yeah, do
1: it you just got a
0: so ball, they they did a uh, they did a, 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 a <coughs> rap. ben edy built an extra uh production trap <laughs> and they raffled it off and i guess i <laughs> i guess i fucking won
2: yeah.
0: <sighs> man everything's just who's AJ Jim- says it's rigged. <laughs> AJ says hashtag rigged. <laughs> Stop the steal! Stop the steal! Um, what what else can we? Um, I'm I'm freaking out right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: I'm like, where are we putting it? We already just
0: where are we putting it? It's not that big. Well, uh, listen, hold place on. of importance, Jake? We talked about this earlier. I am very excited right now. I need to cut over to somebody else to talk so I can catch my breath.
1: <laughs> so you wanna, uh, I mean, what are we talking about? We just of keep going hey, here?
0: One of you, why don't we start wrapping up because in. we're at the end of we're at the end Oh of the, yeah, we're, we're so in.
1: deep in. I got a whole pizza to eat still. I I've always got a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> let me
0: real quick, let me say uh uh let me extend some gratitude to our to our listeners and watchers. That's good. Yeah, let's We've got that. a lot of people watching right now. I'm sorry I took a call in the middle of the, the thing, but it was really important for me to 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 get that call, I'm kind of freaking out right now. That's okay. Um, thank you to the Alberta Ghostbusters. Thank you to all the franchises who are who are out there doing all the screenings and everything this week. I um I gotta say, I have been overwhelmed by what's been going on in the Yes Have Some community over the last week or two. It has been nothing but positivity and excitement and love for this movie to all the people who are interacting in our Facebook group, group therapy, all the messages. It's just unbelievable. This party we had in New York, Jason Reitman showed up with his girlfriend. I thought they were going to hang out for two minutes. They stayed for 45 minutes. They drank. I mean, We paid for it, but they drank. Yeah, I bought Jason Reitman drinks. And I bought him a, a Um, of um
1: it was just great. It was man. special, and I want just to like jump off that. I really liked seeing listeners in person and like being able to have like video games to like, bi- I guess like branch the awkwardness of like you know when you meet people in person. We're all a little bit we're all socially cool. awkward, so it was really <laughs> nice to like catch up over flowing. games. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, oh, we're streaming. Um, <laughs> but Jake, it's been um, we've we this build up to this uh, this build up to the release of Afterlife has been so uh incredibly uh exciting and frustrating mm-hmm. at times what you know can you even put into words what it feels like to finally be here talking mm-hmm. about this stuff
2: no it's weird it's just weird man it's weird to be like we've been talking about all this stuff forever and we've been podcasting are we seeing a christmas tree abby what's
1: yeah happening? i wanted to show james
0: jake's is <laughs> getting jake's giving a passionate speech right now so. and i just
1: wanted to sure. show what was happening next to me it's very funny
2: Cool, is it? And um, we we you know we've been podcasting for like six years, uh, because you know, and it's it's literally all been just basically leading up to this. So the fact that it's happening right now, and right, and uh, Jason Reitman is aware of us and what we've done, and we were at the premiere and Comic. It's just all the you know the movies out, and we're seeing all these people, and the fact that everybody seems to like it (laughs) you know the the fact that it's good is just like it's a relief and it's it's good to be here yeah
0: it's 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 uh surreal doesn't even be it's not even the right word it's just a uh, a magical time to be a ghostbusters fan and i'm so happy it exceeded all the box office expectations people are going out Mm. families well I, i did families are going to see it but the stat i read today is the the core audience is uh, males, forty-five
1: to fifty-four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a whole thing earlier.
0: Uh, but Abby, any other thoughts before we sign off?
1: I'm I am so gleeful and grateful and fulfilled and happy that this movie is heading with with folks out there. And I, it's it's no longer surreal because uh, at this point, it's like people are reaching out to me and saying, "Like, did you see this part?" Or I'm going to see it, and I get to kind of relive that new moment with uh, with everyone who's taking it in now finally um it's a sense of like i'm grateful for our community and i'm grateful for my friends um and i just if you haven't seen it i don't know why you'd be watching this if you haven't but go see it with your friends you know with your friend family friends i
0: I will say this we've got a ton more content coming up Mm -hmm. we've got more